Praise the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord is our strong tower and we the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus can run into that strong tower and find safety. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. To rejoice literally means to twirl. So right where you are, brethren, if you can get up on your feet or if you sat down, twirl for Jesus right now because this is the day that he has made and he has been faithful to put you into this day. Many went to bed with plans for today and those plans will not be realised because they did not see today. They died through the night. But you and I are here in this moment, this Sunday morning. That is a reason to give God glory. I command my hands to praise the Lord. I command my mouth to praise the Lord. I command my body to praise the Lord. Why are you cast down, O oh my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for yet shall I give him praise. Magnify the Lord with me, brethren. You still have breath in your body. Let's give God glory. Let's give God all the praise. I greet all of you in the name of Jesus, the ruler of my life my father, my daddy, my peace when trouble is all around me, my hope, my joy, my peace, my all in all. Jesus is my all in all. Jesus is my strength. This body of ours, it gets weak, it gets tired, it gets hungry, it gets thirsty, but thanks be unto God who does not hunger, who does not sleep, who does not thirst. His strength is in me this morning and that is the only reason why I can sit before you this morning and speak what the Lord has me to speak because he has given me strength to do so and he's given you strength to be here. Oh yes he has, oh yes he has. So with something within you, some of you may only be able to whisper this morning, some of you might be able to roar but whatever you can do today give God the glory hallelujah hallelujah God be praised at this time I'd like everyone that can to find your Bibles and turn with me to the book of Lamentations Lamentations in the Old Testament and we're going to chapter 3 of Lamentations and I'm going to read in your hearing a few verses from that chapter and here will be the foundation of the word that the Lord has given to me to share with you today. Hallelujah. Book of Lamentations was written by a prophet. A prophet is somebody 
called by God to reveal the will of God. Yes, a prophet is somebody who reveals the will of God. And this prophet was called Jeremiah, often known as the weeping prophet. And the entire book of Lamentations, as the name suggests to lament, is to weep, to mourn, to be in great sorrow, to pour out one's soul. It really is a book of mourning, a book of crying and weeping out of much pain, not just his pain, but the pain he was in because of his people, his brethren, his brothers and sisters who would continue and continue and continue in sin. No matter how much he prophesied and he revealed the will of God that was going to happen concerning them, they did not heed unto the word. They continued in sin. Jeremiah preached for 70 years and not one person was converted under his ministry. Many of us may have given up after 70 days, 70 hours, but Jeremiah continued faithfully for 70 years without a single convert. You can understand why from time to time this man was dismayed. And herein is the book of Lamentations. But even in the midst of that weeping and that overwhelm that Jeremiah would share in his writing, maybe as a form of therapy, so that the, 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 the dismay that he was under did not overwhelm him completely. We read in this chapter, chapter three, where despite the pain he was in, he points us towards the mercy of God and the hope that comes from the Lord. So in the book of Lamentations, chapter three, we begin with Jeremiah rehearsing his sorrow and his affliction. He's sharing the darkness that he's in and how his flesh and his skin feels old and broken, how he's weeping and how he feels like the Lord has shut out his prayers. He's rehearsing so much about his feeling, his anguish, his turmoil, his pain. He's going through it. I, I was a derision to all my people. He was a laughing stock to all of his people. I feel that their song, I was their derision. I was a mockery. I was their song all day long. I'm filled with bitterness, he says. He says that the Lord has even broken his teeth and how he's covered with ashes. This man was low, low. He said that my strength, and at verse, at verse 18, and I said, my strength and my soul is perished from the Lord. Why? Because of what he could see, what he was feeling, what he was experiencing. My very hope, Jeremiah said, is perished from the Lord. Verse 20, Jeremiah says, my soul have them still in remembrance 
this pain, this suffering, this affliction, my soul, my the deepest part of my being has all this anguish still in my mind. But this I recall to my mind. In the midst of the pain and the distress, Jeremiah says, but this I recall to my mind. And whatever this is that he's recalling to his mind, he says, it's giving me hope. Verse 21, this I recall to my mind. To recall to one's mind is to bring into my present memory. I've taken it from history, from a past event, and I've brought it right back to the forefront of my memory. And whatever this was, Jeremiah said, it's giving me hope. This is, this is it. 22. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, I remember, because his compassion never fails. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Hallelujah. Therefore will I hope in him. This was a man who a few verses back had said, my hope is perished from the Lord. But, but, but wait a minute, this I have brought back to the front of my mind and therefore my hope is rekindled, my hope is renewed. It is of the Lord's mercies that I, we are not consumed. His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in him. Oh, hallelujah. Jeremiah did something that the Lord is encouraging us to do this morning. And it is to lift our hope. To What is hope? Hope is an expectation that something is going to happen. Hope is an expectation that something is going to happen. The Lord is encouraging you and I today to lift your expectation beyond what you see. Why was Jeremiah so dismayed? Why did he feel that his hope had perished from the Lord? Because his hope was based on what he saw with his natural eyes. He saw the sin. He saw the derision. He saw no converts. He saw no friendships. He saw no love. All the hopes and everything that he had for his life were, were but ashes before him. And his hope was there in the midst of the temporal. But in a moment, in those verses from verse 21, we see Jeremiah elevating his expectation beyond what he saw and lifting it 
into the realm of God. The realm of God is not limited by what your eyes see. Yes, Jeremiah lifted his expectations beyond the temporal, the pain and the turmoil and placed them in God. Well, where does God reside? What is there to hope in God? He is faithful. Faithful means he is committed. Faithful means he is in this for the long haul. God is fully committed to you. We mess up. We make mistakes. We fall down. But our God, when he saved your soul, he committed to keeping your soul. To keeping your soul. All when you were not concerned about God, you were not looking at God, you were not praying, you were not fasting, you were not interested. Our God was very much interested in us. So much so that our God came from heaven to earth, was made in, in the reflection of a man. There was no beauty, no comeliness whereby anyone would find him desirable. He lived a life of anguish, of pain and of shame so that you and I would have a chance to be saved, to be rescued from sin onto God and to live in eternity with our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. That's how faithful God is to you. God is so faithful that even when he was rejected by us, even when we were disinterested, even when we went after other gods and other idols, he remained faithful through generations, through decades, through wars, through lineages. The seed of the Lord bubbled on, bubbled on, bubbled on before becoming flesh and dying for you and I because he is faithful. I started the work. And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground, Genesis 2 and 7, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. From the moment I formed you, I was faithful unto you. So when Jeremiah, Jeremiah couldn't get caught up in the temporal, the sin, the pain and everything. He remembered, wait a minute, wait a minute. My God is faithful. My God is committed. My God will perform every promise that he has told me for his people. Therefore, I'm lifting my hope off out of the, 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 the terribleness of my situation. And I'm raising it up. I'm elevating it into the realms of God. And in the realms of God, he is faithful. He is committed. He is a promise keeper. Oh, glory be to God. He is a promise keeper. So even though, brethren, your situation may be telling you one thing, you look all around you and it does not look good. The Lord is encouraging us today, this morning, to lift up your hope. I noticed that God would do that often. Matthew chapter 5, let's turn there. Matthew chapter 5, 
I'm reminded how the Lord Jesus, this is God robed in flesh now, Matthew chapter 5, and many more examples, some of which I won't have time to go through today. But Matthew chapter 5, and it reads, and seeing the multitudes, he, Jesus, went up into a mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And it was from there that he began to teach his followers. Seeing the multitude, seeing everything that was going on down there, Jesus went up. He would often go up to pray, to a place of quietness, to a place of solitude, to a place away from things and everything that was happening. And I feel in my spirit this morning, that is what the Lord wants us to do, to lift our faith. Some of us draw hope and expectation from things which are perishable. Things that will not last forever. There is a song that says, hold to God's, to God's unchanging hands. Build your hope on things eternal. Hold to God's, um, hold to God's unchanging hands. Build your hope on things eternal, not temporal, where canker worm, where, where robbers lie, where things don't last forever. And to lift your faith and your belief to the realms of God. Down here, there are limitations. Up there, there are no limitations. Down here, there's pain, there's distress, there's turmoil, there's envyings, there's impossibilities. But in the realm of the Lord, all things are possible to those who believe. I want to encourage your soul this morning that your expectation, you are not going to have breakthrough in your life whilst your hope is built on things which are perishable. You are not going to see the breakthrough you are praying for in your body, in your family, in your home, whilst you are so fixed on what is going on around you. Lift up your head. Daniel, when he made up in his mind that he was going to seek the Lord, Daniel changed his direction. He took his gaze off of life in general, things around, and he said, I set my face. In other words, I changed my direction. I set my face onto whom? The Lord. Through prayer and fasting. I changed my direction and I focused on the Lord. David said, I have set the Lord always before me. In other words, my focus is on God. Yes, I see natural, but I see it with the Lord before me. If the Lord is before you, even when you're looking at the realm of the natural, you're seeing it through the lens of God. What does the lens of God say? There's no limits. 
There's no boundaries. There's no impossibilities. Through Christ, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, said Paul. Why? Because he had set the Lord before him. Some of us have got it round the other way. We've set trouble before us. We've set the situation before us. We've set the impossibilities before us. And we wonder why we can't have breakthrough because our eyes are fixed on the wrong thing. That's why Jeremiah was in his mourning because all he could concentrate on were his feelings, justifiable feelings. Yes, he was in pain. Yes, the situation was awful. But in that moment, Jeremiah remembered, no, 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 my hope does not live in earth. My hope is built on God. So this I recall to my mind. In other words, I bring it back to the forefront of my mind. It is of the Lord's mercies that I am not consumed for his compassions never fail. I encourage you, brethren, this morning to elevate your belief, to elevate your hope into the realms of God. I know the situation looks dire. I know we're in times that we have never seen before. But in the realm of God, our God changes not. He was faithful yesterday. He is faithful today. And forevermore, he will be committed to his creation, to you. Lift up your faith. Start believing what God said. Your faith and your hope is transfixed on what the situation is saying. Lift it up. What does God have to say about this matter? What does God have to say about your situation? Situation says you're sick. God says by his stripes you are healed. Situation says this is impossible. In the realm of God, it says all things are possible to those who believe. Situation says, I will never make it. This is impossible. This is too big. But the faithfulness, the realm of God declares that you are more than a conqueror through Christ who strengthens you. You are more than a conqueror through God. So today, brethren, I am imploring you to elevate your faith. Look at all the times God spoke to his creation. Look at all the times God would speak intimately with Moses. Moses had to go up. In order for Moses to encounter God face to face, he could not stay down there. He had to go up. We read just now in Matthew 5 that when Jesus would deliver such a profound teaching onto his followers, they had to go up. Revelation that was given to John, the book of Revelation, Jesus says to John, come up higher. 
got things to tell you. Put John in a trance, took him out of the earthly realm into the heavenly realm because it is there where God speaks. But whilst your gaze and your focus is transfixed so much with the limitations around you, you will never get a word from God from down there. You have to look up. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. And be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Lift up your gaze beyond your situation. Lift up your gaze beyond life's limitations and set your face towards God and watch things change. We're about to pray. I don't know whether you're sitting or standing wherever you are right now, but I want you to lift your head. I want you to lift your head and for a moment, take your eyes off the situation and look at God. Look at God. How do I lift my eyes off the situation and look at God, Jade? One way to do it is sing worship songs. Sing his name, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Let it just wash over you. Another way to do it is to read the word of God, the Bible, this book. Yeah. Read the promises that are in here concerning you. We have the internet now. You go on to Google, what does the Bible say about sickness? What does the Bible say about family situations, about poor finances? And, and align your gaze, your focus with the promises that are in the word of God. Watch your situation change. And then when you go back into that living room, that dining room, that bedroom, that workplace, that hospital, wherever these situations are today, go there with a word in your heart, in your mouth and through your lips, lifting your gaze onto things that are eternal and not the temporary things of this situation. The Lord wants to move tremendously in your life, but you're missing your move because your eyes are down here. They're not up there. Lift up your faith. And for those of you who have been here before, some of you have been in difficult times before. Some of you have been sick unto death before. But here you are, you know the Lord is faithful. Bring that back again to the forefront of your mind. God, remember when you healed me? Lord, remember when you healed my brother? Lord, I remember when you delivered my sister. I know you're able to do it again. God, we serve a God of miracles. 
and a lot of what we need we don't have because we don't think we can have it and if we don't think we can have it we don't pray for it we pray within limitations we worship within limitations and we wonder why God isn't moving the way we want him to move because our faith isn't there bold prayers the theme for this year is outreach stretch enlarge how can we do these things when we're so confined in the limited of our imaginations and if we can't think it we don't pray it oh my goodness i encourage you today brethren Elevate your faith. Elevate your expectation. Start speaking like somebody with a hope that is higher, a faith that is higher, a belief that is higher. And it will feel strange to begin with because the situation doesn't lend itself to what you're speaking about. But continue in that, continue in that faith talk you're going to be healed. My body is healed. My hands are functioning. My legs are functioning. My, my sons and my daughters are saved. Start, start living in that belief and watch the temporal things begin to line up with the eternal plans of God. There's going to be some victory reports, some testimonies in this assembly, as we elevate our faith, as we come up higher, as we look up and believe the one in whom all things are possible. For he is faithful to do what he has promised. We're going to pray at this time, lift up your heads, Sing the name of Jesus. Just let his love wash over you and be blessed. God bless you. God bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.